This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friend. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Well, I trust you are. If you struck a rough day, if it was hard to get up, and if things are falling in on you already, a bunch of worries clustering around your heads like like, like a, a bunch of buzzing angry bees, <laughs> there are days like that, aren't there? Well, if you struck one of them, look up and say, Lord Jesus, see me through this one, and he will. When thou passest through the water, remember? You don't have to worry about getting through things victoriously when your blessed Lord has his hand upon your life. I'm glad to be back with you. This is your good friend, Bob Cook. And, of course, I'm speaking with you, as usual, from the little uh, ground-level uh, studio. Well, it's not so little, either. It's a it's a one-room apartment in this home that we are buying. The bank and I own it in uh, the Pocono Mountains. And uh, it's about, oh, I guess it's 25 feet in one direction, and... 20 or 30 feet in the other direction. It's a big room, one-room apartment with a, a kitchen on one side and a little alcove uh, bathroom around the corner. And uh, it's, it's, it makes a good studio for me. And so I'm here surrounded by my comfortable collection of junk. You know how I am. I have a lot of things around me. Looking right in front of me, I got a scratch pad and uh, a, a Young's Concordance and four versions of the Bible and a great big mug full of pens and pencils. And right next to the big timer, there's a Chinese chop mark that they gave to me over in Taiwan. <clears throat> it's Chinese, and it says cook on it. Now, I had to take that by faith. <laughs> I hope some prankster didn't make it read in Chinese dumbbell or something like that. You never know. <laughs> and there's a calculator, and there's a, a scratch pad, and there's all sorts of things, a stapler and a bottle of ink and a ruler and uh, two microphones in front of me. That's the picture. And I'm happy to be with you. Bless your heart. I'm so grateful God set this up uh, for us years ago. I started with the King's Hour back in 1962 in June with one station over on Staten Island. John Camp, who was then one of our board members, he's now with the Lord, owned that station, and he put me on it, and I began the King's Hour and uh, when I was just starting to, to develop the concept of the program, I thought, well, what can I say that will, uh, will identify with the King of Kings? And so I developed the tagline that we use as we go off the air, walk with the King and be a blessing. And that seems to have stuck through the years. And then I had traveled many thousands of miles with my good friend Elliot Stedelbauer, who is still alive, although he's had a series of strokes and is immobilized, but his 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 brave and and uh, dauntless spirit still keeps him going. He's still praising the Lord up there in Toronto, and I had traveled a lot of miles with him. And uh, his expression, he would whack you on the back with a with a resounding thump that jarred your molars, and he'd say, "How in the world are you?" <laughs> and so I I adopted that as the as the beginning phrase and. And that's the format. It's stuck through all these years from 62 to 89, and we're still going. I hope I can keep on broadcasting the Word of God as long as I'm alive. 
First Peter chapter 4, he said, Don't think it's a strange thing when you get into trials. Beloved, he said, this is verse 12, Think it not strange, uh, you know, something that shouldn't come your way. Why has this happened to me? Have you ever said that? I'm sure we all have. Why is this happening to me? Of course, the unspoken part of that sentence is when I'm such a nice person. <laughs> it's, that, it's that unspoken overtone of self-esteem that makes us say, why should this happen to me? And then, of course, we always add the word now. Why does it have to happen now? Well, remember Murphy's Law. If anything can go wrong, it will, and at the worst possible time. He said, don't think it's strange. Why? But rejoice. Why? Because you're sharing in that mystical way that we really won't understand till we get to glory. You're sharing in the very heart and the heartache of God over the sin of the world. In order that, see, the purpose of sharing in order that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. You wouldn't be able to appreciate heaven if you hadn't had some trials to share his heartache over the world's sin on the way there. You realize that? He said, the trial is here because God wants you to share in his heart so that when his glory is revealed, you can rejoice. And you'll be able to say, we won. Rejoice with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy is a uh, phrase that Peter has used before. Did you recognize that? Whom having not seen ye love, said he, and whom though now ye see him not, yet rejoicing, yet, yet believing, excuse me, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus now is one of love, and that produces joy that you can't even describe. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus in the tomorrows will be one of sharing with his glory. And there again, you'll rejoice, said he with exceeding joy. I'm going to be at the meeting in the air, says the old song, in the sweet, sweet by and by. Yes, there's going to be that meeting and you'll rejoice. Hallelujah. We're on that way. Now he says, if, this is verse 14, and that's where we left off the last time. The extra beatitude. It says, happy are ye, and that's the word makarios, Greek, which means blessed. It's the same word that's found in the beatitudes in Matthew 5. If you're reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are ye, happy, fruitful, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth on you. The distinguishing mark of the believer is the shine of God, the shine of God's glory when you're under pressure. It's easy enough to look uh, beautiful and, and holy and, uh, and pious when there isn't any pressure. But uh, when, when, the, when the trials and the pressures and the persecutions come, then if you're shining, that's the distinguishing mark of the Christian. I think just now of a, of a lesson I, I learned uh, a good many years ago, something like, you might say, 50. <laughs> I have had observed some people in my congregation who seemed, especially when they were singing in the choir, seemed to be so angelic. Oh, they just looked beautiful as they sang. Well, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But I had the uncomfortable experience of being with those same people under pressure and 
They didn't look angelic then. It was quite a different uh, performance when they were under pressure. And I learned that it's one thing it's one thing to shine when everything's going fine and there isn't any problem. It's quite another thing to shine when the world is falling apart or when you're being criticized or when your plans have gone awry and things aren't working out the way you want them to. If you shine then, that's the distinguishing mark of the believer. The Spirit, said he, of glory and of God resteth upon you. Oh, the, the ultimate, it seems to me the ultimate proof to anybody, believer or unbeliever, anybody who watches your life, the ultimate proof that you're the real article is that when you're under the pressures of life, those who observe you can say God is in that life. Oh, may that be true of you and me. How I pray that that may be so in my own life, and I want it, beloved, for you as well. Now he said, the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you on their part. Now, when he says they, that's those who uh, who uh, criticize you or or uh, or persecute you, uh, reproach you. The word reproach is in verse 14. On their part, he is evil spoken of. Small thought here. When you're a believer and you're doing the will of God and people oppose you, don't take it personally. You can save yourself a lot of heartache if you realize that opposition in Christian things is not against you as a person, but it's against the Lord whose orders you are following. Did you get that? When you're doing God's will, and you know you are, you're following out what is found in his inerrant, infallible, eternal word, the Bible. You're doing God's will. You're doing what God told you to do. And you are then opposed by someone or by many, as the case may be. Don't take it personally. They're not against you so much as they are against the one who gave you the orders. So you don't take it personally. You don't think it's something strange and you don't let it uh, devastate you. It's hard to be criticized, isn't it? I've been there hard to be criticized and you do your best and somebody says that was a stupid thing to do Ooh, that cuts deep just remember they're not opposing you it says on their part he is evil spoken of but if you keep on shining he says on your part he is glorified it's a wonderful thing to see if you just last a while and keep on shining to see people who opposed your lord's work coming around and, and glorifying him that is a blessed, wonderful experience, and Simon Peter urges every one of us to go that route. But, said he, now we're into verse 15, let none of you suffer, still talking about, about uh, having a rough time in life, see, let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Now, isn't this an interesting list of things? murder, why our blood chills at the very thought. And yet, you look back into the, the history of the church and you'll find people who have indeed taken other people's lives. So he says, don't, don't go the route that, that allows you to yield to your, your temper and end up killing somebody else. Don't do it. Or as a thief, oh, you wouldn't steal something, would you? You're a Christian. Well, 
Paul wrote to the most spiritual church in the whole New Testament group, and he said, Let him that stole steal no more, verse 28 of Ephesians 4, but rather let him labor working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Steal, thief, oh yes, you're in the human race. You got that to deal with. Then he says an evil doer, doing things that are wrong. And doing them, the overtone is doing them because you want to. An evildoer is a person who does wrong things because he wants to. And then he says, as a busybody, and that's gossip. Duh. Isn't this something? He links murder and thievery and evil doing with gossip. Have you ever stopped to think that when you indulge in idle gossip, you are in a very poor company? of murderers and thieves and evildoers. Something to think about. We'll come back to this verse the next time we get together. Holy Father, today, may we shine with the glory of God on our lives. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.